Welcome to Movie the Musical, a podcast about movies that have been turned into musicals. I am your host, Ben Kay. We are here to investigate, interrogate, and celebrate the art of adaptation from screen to stage. We are a podcast that loves questions. And today's question is, what the hell was happening in American studio <laughs> film comedy in 2001 there's i the answer is a lot a lot i i made a list that i'm gonna we're gonna dig into this uh after we do all of the introductions but that's i'm so interested in where the american comedic mind was and where it is now honestly i feel like it's gone. Go, uh, we arguably gone. Yes, it's, there's like the the studio comedy is like essentially dead, which is nothing. Sa- sad, in my opinion. I think it's very, very sad, and we can dig into that. Um, but today's episode is, of course, about the 2001 film Bubble Boy, directed by Blair Hayes, and its subsequent musical theater adaptation uh cemented in 2013 bubble boy the musical uh written by the screenwriters of the film book by cinco paul and ken dario and music and lyrics by cinco paul as always our wonderful producer and editor bran moorhead is here hello bran hello not in a bubble no, well, just just I the mean... bubble that is uh, Zoom call these days. <laughs> just the bubble that just the is... bubble that is the Omicron ravaging the whole planet at the we're moment. At, we're at like Omicron Persei twelve at this point. Yes. I don't know. <laughs> um, yeah, life life does kind of feel like we're in a bubble uh, these days. Um, but we're here to talk about a musical and a film about a boy in a literal bubble. That boy is Jake Gyllenhaal. That bubble. <laughs> Is a madcap studio comedy from the early two thousands. Um, I'm glad you used that word before I could. Madcap. Yeah, it's like the perfect word for I this movie. I mean, it really. So there's there are like twelve threads I want to go down. Yeah. <laughs> there's because there's obviously the movie itself, Bubble mm-hmm. Boy, and just talking about what the film is. There is of course this conversation I want to start off with, which is just about early 2000s studio comedy. Um, and then there is, of course, the conversation of the writers musicalizing their own story. Uh-huh. Um, and then, of course, this one writer, or actually both writers, going on to write Schmigadoon. Because these are the guys who oh, wrote... that's right. Yes. So Weird. these are the guys who wrote Schmigadoon. Um, um, also, and- we've got to touch on the fact that it's based on a made-for-television John Travolta <gasps> of, vehicle of from the 70s. This is true, too. And of course, Cinco Which Paul- is based on two real people. Kind of. <sighs> kind of. But also, Cinco Paul and Candario also wrote Despicable Me and The Laura. Okay. Like, they wrote a bunch of those Illumination animated films. Um, you know, the, the, what you're saying is they've written movies that made more money than anything we could possibly imagine. Yes, they are like, it's, they are... These guys invented the Minions? You're telling me they invented yes. Minions? <laughs> essentially. Whoa. Um, and The Secret Life of Pets. Well, they, did, they, they were screenwriters on these films. Um, but they are major... And Cinco Paul also wrote the songs for the Lorax movie. Um, like, he's, okay. yeah, so like they are, they've been popping in and out of various pop culture at landmarks throughout the 21st century, um, in varying ways. Um, the first of which was Bubble Boy. Now, as Man. I sort of, it, a wild one, I think Bran and I, at least based on our letterbox ratings for this movie, <laughs> Bran and I are on very different ends of the spectrum. I didn't even look at yours. What I, was your number? I gave it two stars out of five. Two? I gave it four because I, I had know. fun. You d- <laughs> you're, you're literally wearing the, the, the onion sickos sweatshirt right now. Yeah. I watched this movie peering through a window going, yes, ha ha ha, Yes. <laughs> So uh, yeah. I want I want to preface so 1999 American Pie comes out which I feel like is there are two movies that I feel like are sort of like the D, the DNA of this movie especially but so much of 
what the of what the well, I guess three movies kind of but two in the in sort of like this era uh American Pie which is obviously a big teen comedy there is genuine like emotional stuff happening there I mean it's a it's a sure it's written by the guys who would go on to make about a boy like it's like there was def like the Whites <laughs> brothers Paul and Chris Whites um but it's definitely like you know it's about a kid who fucks a pie so it's about you know, a boy and a pie a boy and a pie no yeah a pie boy no bubble boy pie boy um I feel like another film that is so in bubble boy's DNA is Pee-wee's Big Adventure. Yeah. Like oh, it, yeah. It fe- like, it has that kind of episodic and episodic nature to it. All it's these, a road like, movie. It's a road movie. These, like, quote-unquote crazy characters, and mm-hmm. we'll get into the characters. Just throwing a million uh, character actors that you've seen in mm-hmm. a million things at you yes. for, you know, two lines. Yes. And I mean, like, obviously, and there's, like, even, like, little strains of something like It's a Mad, 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 Mad World, obviously, that's yeah. from, like, decades ago, but that kind of, like, uh, episodic kind of comedy. Um, mm-hmm. So I want to I want to rattle off some uh, movies for you, Bran, and uh, there's, there's a few of them. So so like I said 1999 was American Pie. Uh, 2000, you get films that I think are really sort of like central here. You got Bedazzled. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Brendan Fraser's uh, Bedazzled. Fun movie. Uh, a big one in this genre. Dude, where's my car? I feel sure. like that's like I mean if we're talking like that's mi- like a mer- that's like the first white stoner comedy of the. <laughs> Of the of this kind, yes. Yeah, this yeah. like it really sets a tone, and it's got like sci-fi elements. It's got like mm-hmm. mystery element. I feel like the and then uh, like drive-through scene is such a precedent for the five hundred dollar scene in oh, Bubble that's Boy. That's great. That's yeah, totally the same right, family that, tree right there. Yes, it's oh, like what if an Asian character said one word repeatedly with yeah, a dialect? Just a that's terrible. A Terrible racist tree right there. Um, you mm-hmm. got a uh, little Nikki. Uh, Boy, I've never seen that movie. That's it, wild. It's a weird one. Nora Ephron's Lucky Numbers. Uh, mm-hmm. Me, myself, and Irene. Uh, yeah, there's that. Road, that movie does exist. Road Trip. Uh, mm-hmm. And then even like something like Scary Movie is obviously like a different tree from this, I'd say. Uh, but still, yeah. But still like mixing genres into comedy. Yeah, and Scary Movie has more, I think, like more of the genetics of something like airplane or even police academy being those like spoof of a genre yes exactly um as opposed to these are more just like yeah like straightforward wacky comedies now now i'm gonna skip a little bit to 2002 because i think there are two like sort of like other films that sort of fill into this genre but 2001's where it really hits big that's when bubble boy was come comes out but 2002 you got national lampoon's van wilder which feels like mm-hmm. the next step in the american pie tree mm-hmm. and you also got death to smoochie which is sort of like a oh sure uh, a love of mine um yeah death. good movie um 2001 is where it gets wild brain uh you got american pie 2 you got jay and silent bob strike back <laughs> you got Joe Dirt, Monkey Bone. Whoa, Monkey Bone. Yeah, Rat Race, which I feel is like, it's obviously a, it's a Mad, Bad, Bad, Bad World homage. Remake, whatever. Um, Super Troopers, Saving Silverman, Wet Hot American Summer. And again, these are, some of these are successful. Some of these are not successful. There's there's variety here. Um, Zoolander's in there. Uh, How High is in there, um, which, uh, but the one of, in 2000, outside of Bubble Boy, the one that I think is the most successful here, and it was the first film I actually watched in this year, 2022, is Freddy Got Fingered. When was the last time you watched Freddy Got Fingered, Brian? It has probably been 10 years. I watched it, like, barely two weeks ago, and it was the first time I've ever seen it. And I loved it. I genuinely it's think it's a good movie. Mm-hmm. I think it's almost a parody of this kind of movie while also just being this kind of like mm-hmm. dumb early 2000s comedy. Um, Great performance from Rip Torn. An outstanding Academy Award worthy performance from Rip Torn. <laughs> Truly. Honestly. He's like awesome. He's really awesome. Tom man. Green's on another level. And I. I yeah. <laughs> And being creative, 
Now, if you'll excuse me, I still have some work to do. Daddy, would you like some sausage? Daddy, would you like some sausages? Daddy, would you like some sausage? Sausages! Sausages! Now, you just get outside and you just cool off. If this were Pakistan, you would have been sewing soccer balls when you were four years old. Like, and like, it, it's such you a- You watch that movie and the fact that Drew Barrymore was married to him for like 10 years or something, you're like, actually, I get it now. I get yeah. it a little more. Oh, yeah. Um, mm -hmm. it, But like, you watch Freddy Got Fingered and you're like, okay, cool. So that's where the Eric Andre show, show came from. That's where like yes. all of Adult Swim came from. That's where Tim Robinson came from. It's like, if it, it's- it's rare yeah. to see a comedy ahead of its time because comedy is one yeah. of the things that ages the worst as evidenced by today's episode, Bubble Boy. But sure. I feel like Freddy Got Fingered is like, yeah, I mean, yeah, I don't know. It, it was, it, it was definitely like the, you said Adult Swim and like the William Street folks, which is who made yeah. all the Adult Swim shows you've heard of. Um, they were certainly tapped into the same line as like the Tom Green show, which is clearly like Tom Green only got to make Freddie Got Fingered because the Tom Green show ran on MTV and was popular and even Very like in a weird culty yeah. way for so long. And somebody was like, I guess so. Go for it. You're married to Drew Barrymore. It's fine. <laughs> um, and uh, I, but I do I'd be I'd be so interested to know if some right some writers uh, crossover between the team of like. Uh, the Tom Green show to uh, those William Street guys, even like uh, Tom goes to the mayor and Tim and yeah, Eric. Yeah, yeah. I wonder if those guys all ran in the same circles or anything, because I feel like all of that. Yeah, that end of millennia um, sort of uh, comedy goes hand in hand. And then you see it turn really cynical after 9-11, you know. Yeah. Well, and um, and, and this, this is in such a bad this, way. It's like and very this funny. This is the big so. thing. This is the big thing that you were texting me yeah. about earlier today. You were just like, like before 9-11, anything was possible. You could make this movie. And the guy, what's the guy's, that's the director's name, Blair or something? Blair Hayes. Tony Blair. Like um, <laughs> Tony Blair Hayes. He, like... He was like directed commercials before this, and he's and these guys wrote up this ridiculous script, and it's they a very and so, ridiculous studio script. was like, sure, we'll make this for five million dollars or something like thirteen million dollars, something like that. I mean, they fucking gave Tom Green fifteen million dollars for his weird movie. Um, and like, yeah, but what? that's like a like at least a known, you know, they like knew they were gonna at least kind, sure. get the Tom Green show viewers. It's also wild because Blair Hayes has got on to direct like movies that like genuinely don't exist stuff like the perfect christmas present and mystery 101 and <laughs> mystery 101 playing dead uh, they didn't call it mystery 102 come nah, on i wish um so it's yeah but obviously cinco and uh, ken have gone on to far more recognizable and Doing lucrative a lot projects. Yeah, yeah. yeah 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 um and then obviously they had musical theater blood in them and wanted to Bring this thing to the to the to the stage. Um, but we'll get to that. We'll get to that when we get to that. The point is, to that yeah, I think two thousand one kind of like and obviously nine eleven kind of broke the American spirit in so, obviously in so many ways. Yeah. Um, but especially culturally, right? I mean, it like it's it brought a new wave of cynicism. It sort of like burst a bubble that had been inflating. Yeah. And for earnesty. A while. It's, it's yeah. weird because it's like yeah 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 you get. The Sam Raimi Spider-Man trilogy like spans 9-11, you know, like the first one was made yeah. right before. And then the second and third one are darker and more cynical and yet like unflappable in Peter Parker's like innate good, which yes. is, I think, like the other side of like looking at America as being this innately good thing, even though the world is crumbling around it. This mm -hmm. core, this like belief in America anyway, even if the country itself isn't. <laughs> So, I don't know. It's interesting. I used to always say that uh, American Beauty, not American Pie, sure. American Beauty was the Another most Another 99 film, yeah. 99, yeah. The most pre-9-11 movie I can think of. Just because it's concerned with a middle-aged man who now, even more so, the fact that he was Kevin Spacey, um, being, <laughs> sure. like, disappointed in his life and... Like complaining about jacking off in the shower, well, like I mean, that's what that movie is. Well, I mean, that's what that. Also, your uh, neighbor's secretly gay and will kill you. I mean, that's why the ma obviously the Matrix as well, like the Matrix, the original ninety nine, because that like yeah. working in office job was like seen as like that's just like that is the base, that is the peak yeah. of what 
like and a the Western ennui life that results is, yeah. from that is the worst thing that could happen to yes. you. Now, obviously, in Matrix is also like a trans metaphor, yeah, but, the, yeah, but the, the, the office lot, job part of it. There's a lot more going on. American there. Beauty is not a trans metaphor. Not, so. not that not, I know. Not of. to my knowledge. Maybe that's what the bag was. I don't yeah. know. Who the hell knows? Um, Bubble Boy. Today's movie, Bubble Boy. Um, before we get to its musical version, um, also, wild thing to think about. So this was obviously a big... Uh, this is a huge year for Jake Gyllenhaal. Um, he stopped, 2022 or 2001? Well, I mean, 2022, we don't know. We don't, I don't know what the hell Jake Gyllenhaal's going to be up to this year. It's still early. No, 2001. because And it's, it's kind of hilarious. Pre-9-11... Bubble Boy comes out. Jake Gyllenhaal smiling, earnest, oh, eager man, young boy. And then, uh, like, the month after 9-11, <laughs> Donnie Darko comes out, <laughs> literally about a plane crash. Landing on you and killing you in your bed. Yeah. Yes. Ooh, yeah, boy, yeah. Um, Just like... I mean, I guess, yeah, Jake Gyllenhaal was sort of the litmus of America in 2001, I suppose, in a weird way. Much, much like the writers of this film, a person with musical theater in their blood. <laughs> yes, know? exactly. Go uh, on to be in a musical later. There you go. It's, it's true. I mean, Jake Gyllenhaal can sing like the best of them. That's... Was he good in that? In, I love that in show. Uh, well, well he, the big one was Sunday. George Seurat and Sunday. Yeah. Yes, he was very. I I love him on the recording. Obviously, I, d- I didn't get a chance to see it, but he sounds. I, I heard he was wonderful. He sounds great on the album. Um, he's supposed to be starring in the movie version of Fun Home as the dad, mm. as Bruce. Great. Um, I mean, he's he's got a good voice. He was in that. Is Alice Ripley reprising her role in that, oh. or is it going to be like? You're thinking Anne of Hathaway. next to normal. Oh, that's next to normal. Well, yeah. whatever. Fun Alice Home. Ripley was probably in Fun Home at some she point. Was not. <laughs> um, no, no, it's the Fun Home. The the. Oh yeah. So wait, he's going to be playing the gay dad? Yes. Come on. <laughs> I know. I. I mean, I'm fine with like. I don't know. We don't. That's Maybe a different he's. Topic bu- I don't entirely. know. He's a. He's, he yeah. might. I'm. Okay. If if Tom like, Holland rule is like with Andrew, up. like with Andrew Garfield, who knows? Yeah. Well. I don't know. I, yeah, I don't want to... We can't speculate on people. Yeah, I don't know. Cut it or keep it. It's up to you. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, so he's in Bubble Boy. He's good. I'm going to yeah. say he is good. He's uh, he's doing the thing. He's doing exactly what he's being asked. I was like impressed by his his like physical performance somewhat. Like especially like, you can tell like some of these they'll have like a low angle shooting up at him and he's supposed to be like running next to a car or something. And I'm sure he's just running in place or on a treadmill. But sure. like the way he uses his body in the bu- in the uh, eponymous bubble, <laughs> yeah, uh, and like how he like runs all goobery and I don't he, know, he's, he's, he's pretty good. He looks like a goober. goober in this movie. He's a goober. No he's question. given full goober. Um, and yeah, it's it is also like well, I forget where I talked about this. Was it? I feel like yeah, I don't know. It was just like you watch a you watch a comedy from like two thousand one, and you're like. This like looks like well made. Like it looks like a movie. It looks like a movie. It doesn't look like it was just made for like a There's streaming like, service. Clearly, like shots were like thought of and planned yes. out in relation to one another. It's bizarre. They were like, all right, you're gonna drive from over there and then turn here, and this is where we are. It's just so odd to just There's be a like sense of yeah, geography. Yeah, Bubble Boy, a movie that like. What <laughs> burst at the box office looks hey. better than like Red Notice, which stars like the three biggest action st- movie stars of today. It's like it's really bewildering uh, the studio system and all of its and it cost. I don't know. I mean, how much did Red Notice cost? Probably sixty million at least. Uh, I. It's got to be more than that. Um, and this movie was thirteen. Yes. Yeah, so I mean, yes, inflation exists, and now we've Red got no- you know. Red, no, you know what, Brian. How much did Red Notice cost? Was I... Can I ask if I was low or high? You were much lower. I was much low? $120 million. $200 million. $200 million is how much it costs to make that movie? Yeah, I mean, how much... You well, I mean, pay- some, it's, the, Rock's gotta, the Rock's gotta fund his future presidential run it's somewhere true. or another. Listen, Dwayne Johnson, Ryan Jesus. Reynolds, Gal Gadot, three of the most... The bla- it's wild that they are apparently the three, three of the biggest actors in the world right now, and they are the blandest pieces of toast like Truly. you can find. Like, I, the Rock doesn't surprise me, and Vince Vaughn 
doesn't su- or Vince Vaughn. <laughs> Vince Vaughn would surprise me a lot. Honestly, Ryan Reynolds. <laughs> Vince Vaughn, Ryan Reynolds, both double double consonants. I don't know. Who knows? Uh, that doesn't surprise me because he's huge and he's been huge for so long. Yeah, Gal Gadot's Wonder why, Woman. Why but she's making Gal Gadot a thing. Uh, let's get. Come on. Come she's on. gorgeous and fine, but like. Do we need? Do we need a member? Remember the IDF as a movie star? Uh, hot take: know. We don't. Um, <laughs> Jake Gyllenhaal uh, is in a wild ensemble uh, in this film. Uh, it's so his parents are played by Swoozie Kurtz. Swoozie Kurtz, um, real good. Again. Best name of the '90s, right there. Honestly, um, she plays the the mom, and then a wonderful character actor John Carroll Lynch. Yes, plays. Uh, he's and I'll, really nice. He's good in this movie. And I'll say, as someone who doesn't particularly like this movie or was just kind of just like very meh on it he gives a very emotional performance (laughs) yeah he always does he's always like surprisingly great whether it's in the drew carey show which is where i first encountered him or in fucking zodiac Zodiac, yeah, as maybe the killer also with jake gyllenhaal boy that's a weird (laughs) reunion that they must have had in this, uh, like, I have a bubble boy. Bizarre. And then they were, <laughs> I would say John Carroll Lynch is probably the best actor in The Trial of Chicago 7. Oh, okay. Um, I would say he's, like, my favorite. I mean, he's the only one who seems to be, I don't know, acting uh, with a lowercase Even though somebody a. was nominated for a... Uh... Sacha Baron Academy Cohen, Award in Sacha that Baron Cohen almost got an Oscar for that movie. Bizarre. Um, it's like almost Jared Leto... House of Gucci levels of acting that mm. Sasha Baron Cohen is doing. Um, but they play his parents. Um, as a baby, he apparently is born uh, with like uh, no immunities in his body, so he's got to be in a bubble. They bring him home at four years Opens old. Opens on a shot of a baby penis, it, this film. It genuinely does. <laughs> like, a, um, like a surprisingly long tracking shot of a penis. Again, a baby penis. well-crafted and intentionally thought out, but yes, it does <laughs> open on a shot of a, a little baby and you see a little baby penis. Um, it's set to Blink-182's, I guess this is growing up. I gotta say. You want to be instantly transported to 2001. I mean, the music choices alone. Oh, boy. Um, I wrote. I wrote. Barely five minutes into the movie, they play "Can't Touch This." Like, uh-huh, <laughs> like. Uh-huh. I mean, the uh, most cliche music choice later on. They play "Burn, Baby, Burn" when the bar catches when the play the match town catches on fire. Of course, they listen to "Who Let the Dogs Out" in yes. the car at one point. Um, yeah, just like really like the needle e- drops. Not even couldn't on, be more chestnut. Not even not on the nose like inside the nose <laughs> like yeah. honestly as far up the nose as the cocaine of the producers who agreed to make this movie um uh, but yeah so jimmy who is our young boy who eventually will be played by jake gyllenhaal grows up in a bubble he's like the bubble boy in yeah so obviously there was the john travolta movie um which was mm-hmm. the sort of and it's kind of like based on a true story um the boy, the boy in, the pl- in the bubble the boy, boy in, the in the plastic, plastic bubble. bubble a 1976 made for tv movie uh starring john travolta glynis o'connor diana highland robert reed i'm just reading from the fucking uh, I, 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 you said glynis and i thought glynis johns i was like wow can you imagine can you imagine um but yeah and it's you know it's I, I kind of prefer it's it's almost like the anti Bel Air, you know Bel Air, that show that's about no. to come out. Um, it that's is a, a th- no. I, I you said that I assumed that was like an '80s sitcom I'd never heard of. Well, Bel Air, you obviously know you know the Fresh Prince of Bel Air. I do know the Fresh Prince. So what if the Fresh Prince was a drama airing on Peacock okay. next month? Mm. Really? Is that it? That's, yeah, that's the it's, it's of the what show. if it's what if the French Prince Bel Air was a t- uh, one hour TV drama, mm. um, which is just is still- it going to be? Is the opening credits going to be like a bummer remix of the the oh, rap? I would only hope so. Um, it has to be like right? sad piano girl music. Yeah, kind of like that. Mm. But yeah, so it's just like I I prefer the inverse. So that that I prefer like taking something dramatic and being like, yeah, but what if it was funny instead? Yeah, so- I prefer that a lot too. The fact <laughs> that we're good. getting Bel Air, oh boy. Yeah, I mean, like just another sort of like look at sort of the decline of culture. It's wild to just see it happening before our eyes they just announced yeah. today that there's going to be a, a an off-broadway musical is making an nft of itself whoa really yes. oh no and i i was wondering when it yeah. was going to make the crossover to live performance which makes 
no sense at all nope. to have an NFT of something live. Yeah, but... the, the Wrong Man, which was an off-Broadway musical a few seasons ago, they're going to have an NFT of itself. What does the that even mean? The Wrong Man is whoever chose to do this. Yeah. But That's the Wrong of, Man. Bunch of Wrong Men. Um, boy, oh boy, oh boy. No, is, I had not heard that. But of that. course, the other Bubble Boy we should talk about is from Seinfeld. Yeah. Yeah, the Bubble yes, Boy. Yes, I watched that today. Yeah, you I watched did? that episode today, yeah. <laughs> Yeah. After I watched the movie, I watched that episode. I'm, I'm, I mean, I'm going. I'm going through a Seinfeld binge right now. I'm up to season. Oh, eight. nice. I'm up to season oh, nice. eight, eight of nine. Uh, once Larry David leaves the show, it, it really starts to go down. Strong drop off, but yes. there's still some gems in there. There are gems. Um, like I really like, like the finale. Also, I think I mean, the finale's I mean, good. I mean, You're course, not there yet, but I think it's good. And of course, Larry David came back to write that one. But no, yeah, so the Bubble no, Boy is from. Season four, which is my mm-hmm. favorite season, it's the one. It's the one where the season long arc is that they're writing the pilot for NBC. Um, but the Bubble yeah, Boy, yeah, the show about nothing. It's also George's, uh, who ends up being George's fiance, Susan. Yes, is like the other big arc in that season. Exactly. Why don't you play a game of Trivial Pursuit? Uh, well, you know we gotta be running because of the. the... Oh, what are you afraid? <laughs> no, uh, you see, it's just. Oh, the... I'm gonna kick your ass. <laughs> Okay? History. This is for the game. How you doing over there? Not too good. <laughs> All right, bubble boy. Let's just play. Also, Brian Doyle Murray in that episode. Brian Doyle Murray plays the dad of the bubble boy. Yeah. Exactly. Um... So, again, yeah, let's not, I don't want to dwell, there's so much that happens plot-wise. Um, but yeah, essentially, uh, Jimmy falls in love with the girl next door, Chloe. Um, Chloe... Uh, loves him back, but, like, again, like, his mom has raised him, like, an extremely Christian, conservative, American, mm-hmm. racist, Republican sense, mm-hmm. um, and, um, so he's just, like, grown up with that mindset and grown up with that reality. He eats little cookie, like, little food food cookies that are like all the nutrients he needs inside of a stamped bar and a yes, Jesus ex- fish or a cross. <laughs> yes, exactly. He's never had any food. Everybody no. in this film has the most insane hair. All, it's uh, a I wild love it. production design. Absolutely. Wacky. I lo- um, Speaking of Pee Wee Herman vibes, like I truly. Mean, I mean. Between his like weird flat hair and uh, I mean, Chloe's like the normal looking one. The guy, the Mark is the boyfriend. Yes. He first has like a crazy mullet and then later has just like normal finger quote hair, but he has like paper, like pencil thin, just sideburns that go out to his cheeks. Like they don't yeah. go down. That's the only <laughs> facial hair he has. It's blonde. It's so bizarre. Very bizarre. But then, yeah. So essentially like Chloe, like really likes Jimmy, but Jimmy doesn't know how to act on his sexual impulses because he's a child in a bubble. Um, T- and told so to uh, recite the Pledge, Pledge of Allegiance, Allegiance. as a boner. Yes. I mean, shouldn't we all? Um, but then sure. Chloe's like, I'm going to go clearly Jimmy, you don't like me. So I'm going to marry this guy, Mark. And we're going to get married like next week mm-hmm. in Niagara Falls. And Jimmy is just like, going to do it. I'm going to get out of this. And or like she gives him like a, a snow globe gift. And he takes that as a sign. Well, that- but first she gives him a, 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 uh, guinea pig in a ball. This is and I think true. that's sort of the inspiration he gets. You know? Right, of course, to build his bubble suit, um, which mm-hmm. of course he builds while Gonna Fly Now, the theme from Rocky, plays in the background. <laughs> uh-huh. um, and he's in this uh, bubble. I, you know what yeah. I was reminded of in that moment? What's up? What a great score. <laughs> Rocky? <laughs> Rocky, 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 yes. yeah. What a great piece of music, boy. God, there's yeah. maybe not a more hype it up, hype up piece of music. It is. We'll talk about it one day on this episode, oh, we, on this show, I guess. We mm. really will. Um, yes, we will. God, that's gonna be a wild one. Uh, whenever we get that, because Rocky, good movie. Um, very Hypes stuff up, makes a ball, heads on the road. Ha- 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 my God, words runs into a very early. <laughs> Performance from Zach Galifianakis of all people. I first recognized his voice and I was like, is that really Zach Galifianakis? <laughs> yeah. Oh, he's got to be 22 or something. Got to be a this. baby Maybe. in this. Absolutely. Um, I mean, because he'd been like around the comedy, like 
underground in the 2000s. I mean, obviously, he had his own talk show, um, which was mm-hmm. wild. Um, but then, obviously, the but that was later than this. Oh, you know? yeah. Oh, yeah. This was like very Funny or Die is not, does not exist yet. <laughs> no, no. Oh, I'm not even talking about uh, Between Two Ferns. Like, he had a Oh, the Zach Galifianakis show. show. Yes. Of course. Yes. I forgot about that. Exactly. Yeah, that was probably pretty quickly after this. Huh. Yeah. Um, but then uh, they they uh, they make him fucking do the white zone is for loading and unloading joke from airplane. Like, what are you doing? What are you doing? Fucking cribbing jokes from airplane. It's also from Frank Zappa's Joe's Garage. Is which it? Is what I wrote. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. So I wonder which they were referencing. Because I, I wonder if airplane is was referencing a contemporary that? of that album or pretty fucking close to it. It's hard to I wonder tell. if Airplane references that and then these guys even know that they're referencing Frank Zappa. Who knows? But then he gets abducted by a bus full of occultists, uh, the bright and shinies, uh, as they're referred to. Um, but Todd's and Lorraine's. A bunch of Todd's, mm-hmm. bunch of Lorraine's. Uh, but then he's like, oh, you're a cult. And then they throw him <laughs> they off. They kick him out. <laughs> yes. Again, very earnest, fun performance from Jake. He runs into Danny Trejo. Cause Hell why, yeah. Why not? Um, Blazing Saddle oh. <laughs> reference joke here. We don't need no stinking patches. Or I do need a stinking patch. That's what yeah. it is. Because in Blazing Saddle, we yeah, don't need no, no stinking, stinking badges. badges. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I think this is also the moment bizarre. where there's a bizarre moment, which is also carried into the stage show where, like, Jimmy's parents are, like, making a fake ransom note. And it's like... Uh, well, the dad is to yeah, fool the, dad the mom. Makes, yeah, and is like... And, uh, and the film, it's like back-to-back Jewish jokes. Uh, yeah, it's like $100,000 uh, <laughs> sign the Jews. Oh, this won't never work. The Jews would want way more money than that and i was like okay cinco and ken whatever um i think cinco's mormon i'm like what are you doing buddy um cinco is mormon i think so i don't know he's very active on twitter i don't want him to find this episode okay, well i guess what you're i'm a fan cinco it's fine i, th- I will get to it like your the songs are very uh, we'll get to your songwriting once we get to the musical because yeah. i have a lot of uh good thoughts on it honestly um Fabio, of course, is the leader of the cult. Mm-hmm. Again, Gil. like such a marker of the two yeah, th- early two thousands. Um, they get to Vegas. Um, mm-hmm. he runs into the. Well, right- first he meets all the. Doesn't he meet the? The no, the freaks the is after this. Oh, right? is it Vegas? Okay, yeah, go ahead. It's go Vegas on, first. Um, and then it's the then he gets like uh, bumped into the train. Um, where he runs yes. into Dr. Freak's Freak Show. And, of course, another... P-H-R-E-A-K. Yes, I mean, how could it not be? Um, mm-hmm. Of course, another marker of early 2000s. Oh, uh, Dr. Freak is played by uh, the late Vern Troyer, obviously. A few and they years. say, but he's so many. And he goes, me, many? Oh, my Because get it? Yeah, because he, he was, was mini me two years ago. Like two years before this. Yes. Yeah. Um, and, and of course, uh, one of the, the actors here is uh, Matthew McGrory. Um, who yeah, we, from Big Fish. From Big Fish. Uh, You've also got Beetlejuice in there. He's his. Uh, I think yep. his his. Uh, he's like a Howard Stern guy. He's yeah. part of the Whack Pack for people that are familiar with Howard Stern stuff. Mm-hmm. I don't know if that's there's anybody besides me yeah. that listens to the show <laughs> that's familiar with any I'm Howard cu- Stern you material. Know, I'm curious what our audience's intersection is. Like musical theater <laughs> fans and people who listen to Howard Stern. Howard Stern. I'm in the nineties, yeah. Yes, in the nineties, uh, early 2000s. Thousands. It's very hard to tell. Um, yeah, then the, the I, I did specifically write that the diner's on fire and we hear burn, baby, burn. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, how could you not? Um, th- and th- is he, this... why, why is he in there? He's oh, he tries to save Babu Bat. Yes, yeah, Bob, right? yeah, oh yeah, Brian George, uh, obviously fame, another Seinfeld callback. Mm-hmm. He plays Babu Bat in Seinfeld. Here he's playing a character, of course, of course, called Push Pop. Um, this this is where oh, I mean, boy. listen. A lot of not great racial humor, a lot of great sort of... I mean, again, this is that, like, very early 2000s. I mean, it still continues a little bit, where it's like, oh, we're, like, being edgy by being... Like, where racism and, like, stereotypes are seen as, like, being edgy. Well, and it's looked at with this irony, especially. You know, there's, like, like, an ironic lens of it all. Exactly. It's like, oh, no, we're not actually racist. We're making fun of racism by Mm. being racist, you see? Yeah. Well, and, like, obviously this movie has clearly has problems with, like, stereotyping and and that kind of a thing. And also this guy... uh, this dude, this actor who made a career out of uh, Brian playing George. Pakistani as yes, like an Israeli yeah. dude, but whatever. 
Um, sure, yes. <laughs> you know, like that's its own more complicated conversation. Um, but I will say that one of the, that this movie, at least the morality of this movie, is about all of these outsider marginalized no, people like coming to get, you know, it's a, you know, helping it's a, that's one another. the thing. And like, and that's, um, I'll bring it up later when we talk about the musical, you know, singer Paul in, I found an interview where he's talking where he's like, yeah, like I'm really like happy that like, this is a show about embracing those who are different from you. And that's mm-hmm. why I wanted to, to have all of these diverse characters. Cause it's about Jimmy, like, like exploring the world and seeing things outside of the bubble he's been in. And so like, it's like, yeah, I agree. Like again, like the intent, Uh, the intent is there. The intent is so earnest, but it's also like, dude, don't have an Indian guy (laughs) named push pop. Who's like, who like hits a cow and like has to like, that sequence is so long. For yeah. an 83 minute movie that like continues like spraying blood and then they turn it into a song and... for the stage version yeah, like ugh yeah. it's it ain't I it do ain't like good. I like the joke where he's talking about you know the cow is sacred and blah 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 and then he's like but everybody likes ice cream you know yeah <laughs> I think sure. that's funny yes it's true um, um but I also... think it's funny too he's like he sells ice cream and curry and there's like yes. a white kid running after him yelling for ice cream and then like the other Indian person that lives in this tiny Nebraska town running <laughs> sure. after him yelling for curry well, which they Stupid. also replicate in the stage show yep yes they do um but there's like a moment where like Jimmy's having a dream where he's for some reason Jimmy's like obsessed with land of the lost um whatever yeah, weird thing to throw in there but sure <laughs> Yes. So he has like a nightmare where they like shoddily like superimpose him into like a Land of the Lost parody. Yeah. Um, really bizarre. Uh, but mm-hmm. yeah, they they and like they, there's a lot of they kill the cow and then the cow just like keeps getting run over. Everybody catches up at that point. Like everybody yeah, meets like, up again. Exactly when on the side of the road. Um, but this is when he gets to the the Chinese restaurant. Um, there's the the driver waiting the- outside named Pappy. Uh, played by yes, the, late, uh, the late the late Patrick Cranshaw. Patrick Cranshaw, Pappy. Yes, Pappy. He's, he's the old guy from all those movies in the early exactly. 2000s. Exactly, he's a very distinctive That's old it. man yeah. look. Um, and then he goes in, and who is the guy working in the in the club here? I wasn't able to get his name, but this poor this poor Asian actor who uh, is playing this guy yelling $500 over and over and over again. And it's like, that was, I mean, and I'll say, I watched I watched 30 Rock recently, and I've also, like, as I've been watching Seinfeld, like, there is a lot, like, of obviously there's, like, lots of, like, racial and racist humor in a lot of these shows. It's really terrible if you're, like, an Asian American. <laughs> like, it's like, I feel mm-hmm. like they get like the brunt of this kind of. In this time period, humor. I think so yes. for sure. It was and like the last one that wasn't taboo or something. You yeah, know? For, for whatever stupid for whatever reason. Whatever weird, like, calculation of morality or that, well, really, <laughs> they didn't. Immora- yeah, calculation yeah, of immorality. Yes. <laughs> yeah, totally. What can I get away with? Um, yeah, I, I think that whatever this places that they're in is the most fascinating business model I've oh, yeah, ever seen. It's like so mud, it's like mud yeah. wrestling gambling hall is what it seems like because they're all like betting. Yeah. And that's like, you know, another Chinese specifically stereotype. Exactly. Yeah. like gambling addiction. Uh, and then <laughs> combined with <laughs> like they throw him in the mud pit and these like I thought he was going to strip at first. Like, I thought yes. that's what was going to be the thing is like strip oh, out of the strip bubble, and win sure. 500 bucks, you know, and he'll no, figure but it's out a mud way wrestling, make... bizarre. No, it's mud wrestling. And, and Brian, he wins because he's you, in a bubble. Do you remember the song that was playing? Oh, oh no, it, was, it wasn't Who Let the Dogs Out. That was I, I thought it was Who Let the Dogs Out. I, I got my notes mixed up. But before this, Dr. Freak has, ta- has, got, has hitched a ride with Jimmy's parents, and that's when they listened to Who Let the Dogs Out. Mm-hmm. Um, how can you not? You've got to have Who Let the Dogs Out in your early 2000s movie. Um, he wins the mud wrestling, and he gets the $500, and he gets a ride with Pappy. Um, this is at this point. This is when I wrote down almost like a terrible version of Pee Wee's Big Adventure. I was oh, just, sure. I don't know. I was just like, he's thought, Large Marge. Yes, exactly. Pappy. Yeah, yes, okay. Pappy is large. I mean, he, he is does, dead. He is. He's kind of dead. Um, 
but then uh, he falls what? asleep and he wakes up and Pappy's dead. There's yes, also like exactly. you get the poontang joke where like they'll whoosh, you hear like the gun, the I car know. backfire every time they say poontang. Uh, the the so MC's name I'll just weird. say his name was because uh, I wanted to look it up. His name's Ping Wu, uh, a very good actor playing a very racist character. Um, really fucking sucks. Um, then uh, it's, it's maybe that ha- guy loved playing that part. Who you know? <laughs> sure. I don't want to speak speak for Ping Wu. Who the hell knows? Um, then it is kind of funny. There's a moment where uh, Chloe's like uh, at the Niagara Falls and like everything she's watching on TV has references to bubbles in it, yeah. um, which is kind of funny. Mm-hmm. Um, and then eventually I think he tries to call Chloe and he's just like, for, for, or he. Oh, Mark uh, answers. Yes. And then Mark calls his parents and tells him he's on his way and that's yeah. how they're able to catch up and that's when you get the cute scene with John Carroll Lynch and, and he like honestly, lets him go and it he, genuinely you know, hit me it's and really it, like, nice it, and they turn it into like a little bit of music uh in the stage show like pretty much verbatim and it's kind of yeah it's very sweet in both the mm-hmm. film and the stage show like genuinely. I like how they deal with it in the stage show how yes. it's just that one it's not a song it's, it's almost, just like it's, three little lines of music and that's yeah. it and yeah, it's very sweet. He's like, you can see the moon, makes you wonder if Neil Armstrong had gone all the way to the moon and never stepped on the surface. Um, all to like, yeah. And it's, it is genuinely very sweet and very heartfelt because John Carroll Lynch is a very good actor. Mm-hmm. Um, and somehow that moment is earned in both of these flawed properties. And then he, yeah, he, he unlocks the door and lets Jimmy go. Um, he get in graduate style. He gets to the gets to the chapel right on time. Well, first, well, first okay, he yes. gets into an airplane as oh, he's being with, chased yeah, by of everybody. Course, with Pippi. and the same actor, Pippi, the brother of Pappy, who died in the <laughs> pretty we, good bit. Know, pretty pretty good, good bit. Also, like his his plane says "Spirit of Poontang" on the side of it at Stupid. one point, and he's Stupid. like, he's like, he told me about Poontang. He goes, "No, it's Poonanny." Is what his girlfriend. It's really stupid it's uh, i don't know why it like, made me laugh really oh, but then stupid. then we also find out and then that, he dies yes. and he he goes over which i was hoping the whole time when they set up niagara falls i was like well he's got to go over the falls in the <laughs> yeah. bubble right like that's what he's we have to be working up to this and well, thank yeah, god they did. yes yeah they do it it's the he only falls reason off, yes he, yeah goes uh, over the falls in a bubble ends up uh, at the at, wedding. At the wedding. Um, you also find out that Jimmy's mom used to be uh, this person, this, like, uh, Wildfire was her name. Which um, was Slim's ex, like, he, old love. Yes, exactly. Um, but then, yeah, he's, and again, he has this, like, sweet line where he's like, I'd rather have one minute, one minute, one minute holding you than a lifetime of, like, being in my bubble, being apart. Um, very sweet. He gets out of the bubble. He thinks they he's dead. Yeah, they he falls kiss. over. Yeah. I love it. And then yeah, the dad's like, "You're not dead." No, he's dead. So, no, you're not dead. <laughs> you have to talk. Tell him. Tell him. And then the mom admits that he had developed immunities when he was four, and he's fine. Yes, and they live happily ever after. Uh, it's a very uh, Fellini-esque uh, ending where you see all the characters that we met. They're all there. They're along all happy. The way. <laughs> Uh, I guess we all... left out that like the cult is coming after him because they, they guild oh, right. yeah, Fabio, somebody in a yes. ball to be the messiah. Yes, of course. Uh, Fabio so that's is why they're like, that, Oh god, yeah. we lost him. Yes. And the um the uh folks from the train show up and they're convinced that they're turning into mutants because they don't believe in the messiah. <laughs> yeah, it it I, like folds on, on itself kind of nicely into some places like that and it kind of some stupid stuff pays off, I feel like a it's little true. bit. It's true. You're not wrong. Um and then, yeah, and then they get in uh, Danny Trejo uh, and the parents become like a thruple, I guess. Woo-hoo! Oh, I cheered. I stood <laughs> yeah. up on my couch. I was like, I was like, oh, she's wildfire. Love that. And then you, he gives like this aggressive look towards John Carroll Lynch. And yeah, at the end, he's like, he's John got, Carroll Lynch is riding the motorcycle. Earring. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> he's riding the motorcycle and Danny Trejo behind him and then wildfire on the back. Love that. It also, is, yeah. you see Pippi and Pappy are both alive and Poonani is with them. <sighs> That poor, that poor older actor who's like, yeah, I don't know. It's very Have sad. you ever seen the movie Pootie Tang, Ben? <sighs> I've not seen the Louis C.K. directed Pootie Tang. Oh, wow, he no. did direct that. <laughs> yes. Well, he directed it and then the studio re-edited it. So he essentially like... Uh, denounced it like as his mm. mo- like but anyway no i've not seen pootie tang i've heard it's good 
Late nineties classic, yeah, it's very For very sure. very weird, specific kind of comedy. Gotcha. Um and that's Bubble Boy, a movie that that's is Boy. it's listen, it is indicative of where t- early two thousands American studio comedies was. And you yep. either ride with that or you don't, and that's you know, that's up to you to decide mm-hmm. America or wherever you are listening. Um, it is 83 minutes long. It, it is, is 83 amazing. minutes long. That is, I mean, if you gotta, you gotta give it that. If you're gonna give you it have something, to give it that. you gotta give it's it not that. Not too long. Um, and then, so clearly, Cinco Paul and Candario, who wrote the screenplay, we've talked about them a little bit. They were like, we want to make. The, they've always wanted to make this to be a musical, and they did it. They made it into a musical around like 2008, I want to say. Um. They've been what they got like a grants to do it. Uh, Stephen Schwartz had been was like became like a champion of the musical. Was like, hey, this thing's really hmm. good. Like, just like name drop me anywhere. Like, you try to like get this thing up. I'll I'll like. I think his name is like on like the dramatist play services like script. Like a quote from a pull quote from him is on sure. it. Because um, yeah, like it's like it hasn't got any like major productions. It's really become just like a no. regional high school. I don't know what to say, mainstay, but, like, that's where it's mainly been. Um, which is, again, like, fascinating that it's become a high school musical, because it is, I mean, it is inherently kind of, not. I don't know if I want to say vulgar, but it's definitely more of an adult comedy. Like, again, it's yeah. got a lot of, like, it rests... I don't know, it's like, I agree with that, but I would say that a high school audience is finds this hilarious for sure and i will say so i thing. was able to get a copy of the script of the dramatist play services script and there are also like revisions where they're like mm-hmm. you can replace the word whore with tramp you can replace uh you can get rid of the signed the jews moments if you want to mm-hmm. there's a moment where it's a, a sheriff yeah there's a in the script in they refer to him as mr towelhead and they said you can change that to buddy they're like oh so you don't have to be racist if you don't want to i will but- say that i will say that that sequence and the both of the things it the whole point of the sequence is that he's the only person the, of color yes, there yes, and it's a bunch sure. of hayseeds in nebraska calling yes. him you know and the other and the musical they're cops that are this like accosting true, yes. him you know so like and 2000 you know uh, 2008 especially when this was coming out most I'd say there was a lot of real life cops that were calling people of color towelheads. So I mean, <sighs> probably you know it probably. doesn't. I don't think it should be used as you know. I'm not trying to say that's a funny joke. No, no, no. no, no but no. I'm you know, yeah, it is I, the bad people and bad that they are <laughs> saying sure. it. You this know? Is, yeah, this is true. Uh, but yeah, so uh, the, the revised version was presented by American Theater Group in Rahway, New Jersey. Uh, in 2013, and that's the version that has been licensed. That's the version that, uh, if you want us to do this show today, um, you could. Um, and I mean, listen, I'm I'm gonna go out on a limb here, Brian. Here's my stance. I think the musical is better than the movie. I'll I'll, I'll totally concede that. Yeah, I think the musical. It's a pretty good adaptation. <laughs> like, I mean, so the only on... thing I yeah, think generally that is not as good is it takes. Half of the musical's runtime to get on the road. Sure, and I think yes. that is the biggest problem that it has. Is we sure. need to get. We do not need so much set dressing, especially with the the dumb other boyfriend. There's way too much of him. Sure, I will. I will say I like the sort of you have the you have the song. It will be Chloe. Uh, like if I ever kissed yeah. a girl, it will be Chloe. Um, and then you have the if I ever killed, I ever a, killed a guy, man, it, would it would be Mark. Be Mark. Yeah, um, that's funny. Yeah, I mean, yeah, because like you have like the opening number, which is okay. I'm I'm okay. Another thing I'm gonna say. I really like the songs in this show. Like, yeah. I think that, like, for contemporary for contemporary musical theater song writing, I think this is, like, some of the better songwriting I've seen. I think there's actually, like, some interesting musical stuff yeah. happening here. I think the lyrics are, cle- like, the lyrics are clever every now and then. Like, it, mm-hmm. will be, it will be Chloe has, like, a very interesting, like, meter change. Like yeah, the, like there's like interesting, but it's not stuff like happening. showy. It's very no. straightforward music where I feel like the, you know, why don't we don't we don't really dive into this topic so much. We but have, we but should. Like, <laughs> yes, we should. Uh, we we have before, but like I mean, you know, in in a post Jason Robert Brown world, everything loves to be complicated and showy, and yes. like I feel like people composers get more caught up on trying to do something impressive with a 
musical line and harmonies, then they are interested in, in revealing something about a character or telling yes. a story. And this show has clever moments, like you're saying, and like that meter change and some funny turns, fun, fun turns of phrase and just catchy melodies. But everything yeah. is very straightforward and just like serving the show so well, which is oh, why yeah. I think it's very good. Even like stuff like It's an Elk, which is a silly song for a sure. silly racist moment, like fits whatever the fuck he's trying to do there. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I um, yeah, I got it. As, and especially like adaptation wise, this is one of the better ones we have touched on in a while. <laughs> I mean, I mean, obviously, obviously, it helps that it is the writers of the movie adapting yeah. their screenplay. Um, so they're innately, hopefully, understand like what works about it. Yes, you know, um, and are familiar with that level of it. Exactly. Um, yeah, and I mean, and again, it is. I'll say, Bran, uh, it is the, it's your favorite thing, or your least favorite thing. It's not too long. It's a one it's act. It's not too long. It's, it's a one act. They actually took stuff out of the movie. They took wow. out the, they take out the Dr. Freak stuff. Yeah. Um, they take out the $500 Maybe a stuff. opportunity, but also, uh, sure. I can't imagine that any production would have handled that with even yeah. as much class as the movie does. Exactly. Like, um, the movie has a, several people that are people with different abilities that are playing those roles at the very least. Yes. You know? um, but yeah, Do you think that's a reference to MGM Freaks? Are you familiar with that? Do you know what I'm talking about? Oh, like the, the old, movie? The Todd Browning the film? Movie? It's, yes. I'm sure, like, subconsciously, Especially, yes. Or, yes. Okay, but I mean, even, like, the fact that Vern Troyer's playing the, like, leader of them and that For kind sure, of and, thing, that, and, and that is a little person in the original yeah. Freaks, yes. I mean, probably, maybe. I in some if that's <laughs> some strange, they're, like... They're just wearing these like arcane, not arcane, but if you know. if if they had at one point said one of us, one of us, Google gobble, then oh, like yeah, absolutely, yeah, yeah. I would have. I wonder if that's mad. in a deleted scene. Or yeah, who knows? Movie. It's bizarre. Anyway, um, but yeah, yeah not the musical. You, yeah, I will say like the Bubble Boy like intro like yeah could have maybe encompassed a little bit more, um, but again like again like I think every song is serving an important purpose. Yes, um, it, like I. Honestly, like, I'm looking through the song list in front of me, and there isn't really, in my mind, an extraneous musical moment. I think all of them are either, like, and actually, I will say, to its credit, a lot of them are more, like, character development songs than just, like, here's what we're doing, here's what we're gonna, yeah, Yeah. let's stay clean. Um, Mm -hmm. Yeah, again, like, I... I can't, I, I will not defend some of, like, the stereotypical moments. Obviously, like, they lean into the uh, the Mexican background of, uh, what's his name, of Slim. Slim. And that sort of, like, the regress is sort of written in that kind of uh, musical style, of course, push pop. Which, oh, sure, sure. Like, the, like sort of, they, yeah, they yeah. rest like on... Gotta... Yeah, it's got a, a Latin beat. A yes, exactly. Beat, so <laughs> yes. That's how you know um, he's Latinx. Yes, uh, they changed the spelling of Push Pop's name, which I guess makes it less racist. Did they just spell it like the the treat? Now? No, in the film it's spelled like the. Oh, I think in the film it's spelled like the treat. I think in the, in the musical it's got like a P A H P. Yes, exactly. Mm. Um, <laughs> I don't know if that's better. You know what? You're right. I think I that's don't know worse. if that's better. <laughs> I think if he called him Push Pop and he's an ice cream vendor, I could be like, well, clearly that's a nickname. They also did do that thing that you hate, Brian, where they make inexplicable dialogue changes. Um, yeah, where... yeah, they have a couple, but it didn't bother me quite as much. But there are, especially since it's the same guys. I know. But again, maybe it's that thing where they're like, you know, we got to change it a little we bit. They can't before. say it. They or can't... maybe Jake Gyllenhaal said the wrong thing and that was the only take they got. Well, no, there's that moment where Chloe's like, oh, I'm actually more of a bitch than a whore. And in the stage show, they change it to, I'm actually more of a skank than a whore. And I'm like, well, that doesn't hmm. seem like a right change. Um, also, they change it in the state, in the mu- in the movie. Maybe they're he... afraid of the word bitch. Maybe. I don't know. I don't know what these guys are up to. Um, well, I do know. They made Schmengadoon. Um, but, which we'll get to in a second. Hmm. But, uh... But yeah, and like in the movie, he had gained his immunities back at age four in the oh, stage show. Yeah, and show. it's eight in the musical. Yeah, Very bizarre. Whatever. Um, but yeah, I I'm just like looking through the song list. I mean, yeah, like what are what are songs that you really like that hooked you? 
I liked this. the "It Would Be Chloe" song. Yeah. Um, I mean, like the it, they sing it like three or four times in the show, but I do like the like title song. It's pretty sure, catchy. yes, Bubble Boy. I'm singing it. I've been singing it to my cat all day, so that's usually <laughs> a good sign. I like uh, that. I will say, there's one, and like the it does one of my favorite things where the music actually helps with the storytelling. So like, I'm going to get like real in the weeds with it, but like, it's really go. indicative of like how clever it is. So in the, uh, I'm going to bring up the script. So I have it, uh, have the lyrics correct. Um, you have that moment where he's like, I never have to go out there where people point and people stare and breathe diseases in the air and people laugh and people swear and throw their garbage everywhere. And the music changes a little bit. And then he says, and people cry and people care and feel the wind rush through their hair. And then it, it rises to this moment and then it comes right down for the I'm the luckiest boy in the world. Like, it's just like mm-hmm. musically telling the story of his emotional wavelength mm-hmm. in just a really clever and like li- musically and lyrically just like matching him emotionally in a way that like more successful musical theater Shows songs have writers, a problem with yes. yeah. yeah i agree i really like the um oh the duet between chloe and bubble boy there's a bubble around my heart bubble, is yeah. that the name of that song yeah yes. that's funny but not um, literally because i'd be dead yes i mean again like fun, <laughs> stupid but fun funny fun yeah yes um obviously the you can see the moon today we already uh, and i will say yeah. did you get a chance to listen to the studio album of this uh not the whole thing no and yes. i missed that i haven't listened to that one specifically. because there are some really great oh, alice ripley you mentioned her before yeah. she plays the mom um oh, okay the wonderful uh aj holmes who's a team star kid person uh mm. from uh and also those was in, guys yeah i know he was in book of mormon um he's a very and he's a very talented composer in and of itself he plays the titular bubble boy um richard kind Play is oh, it, the he dad. Pl- he plays the dad. Oh, um, that's wonderful. I know, and he obviously he's a charming fellow, and he sings the heck out of the. You can see the moon today. A uh, little cute. moment. Um, it it is very cute. Um, but uh, yeah, it's a it's a good album. I I, I actually really like the the sort of the instrumentation on it. It's very fun. Um, it gives you a good sense of just the the songs. It's a it's a nice. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm glad that they got a professional musical recording of it yeah it is. i mean like that is again like the show you, it's a very slight show it I mean it's like night what is that 90 minutes 100 minutes you yeah, think, yeah like there's, there are like bootlegs out there you can like yeah there are some terrible there are bootlegs slime tutori- yeah. tutorials if you want to watch one um but yeah it's like 100 minutes max i think you could cut it down to 95 not like eliminate things just like speed it along you know like the bootleg i watched there it was uh like performing arts high school and they need some tightening up but you know they're <laughs> they're young so whatever um yeah i don't know it's the plot's pretty much exactly the same like we said without the with the minus of the dr freaks folks yeah um pretty and, and, and the and the chinese restaurant and the and pappy the, pippy yeah. stuff yeah 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 there's not an airplane uh sequence you're right there's no there's no biplane uh, antics, but otherwise there is. Uh, however, Highlights magazine is in. Both yes, of them. They, did you read Highlights as a kid? They, I did not read Highlights as a kid. Oh but yeah, that, that was that, not coastal elite, eh? <laughs> don't have highlights in New York, no, or uh, I don't or, know. or in London, London, London. perhaps. I have, yeah, I don't think I don't think they had it in London. No. What do they call it in London? What's like the non-American t- title, like up lamps or something? <laughs> up lamp. We had the word highlights in England. I don't know. I don't know. That's silly, Bran. Um, yeah, I mean, yeah, there's. I don't. It's it's wild because obviously we spent a whole bunch talking about the movie Bubble Boy. Like, I don't have much to say about Bubble Boy the musical, which like. I don't know if I feel bad about because like I do like I said I do think it is a better thing than Bubble Boy the movie it's just it is like a nice little musical it's like a short and sweet it's mm-hmm. again like I I cannot defend the racial stereotyping in there um and I won't defend the racial stereotyping in there and if that is a barrier for you then I absolutely understand totally. Um, I'm not even necessarily calling for you to like produce it. Now no, or it's just but, like, like as far as the ones that we've talked about, though the adaptation itself is yes. pretty damn good. I know it is like 
uh, maybe like top 15 right uh, really like yeah maybe top absolutely 10? I, don't I don't know it's hard. i haven't i really haven't thought about making that list ever so now i'm now God, i'm going to be, yeah i think um, we gotta we gotta but as far point. as yeah just adaptations there's like there's uh, like like you say other than the like problematic stereotype stuff that you know possibly you could even work around with casting and and staging there's some, yeah. some lines are in there for sure in the and text again, like, Sing- but- and i'll say like i said before singapore very active on twitter very like he he has said that he wants to if you're doing bubble boy he will do his damnedest to come to your high school Cute. and like see your production of bubble boy um so like maybe he's someone who you could work with to be like how can how can we work like, around this we- thing something else here um but it is just yeah it's kind of a it's a delightful little show it's a one-act musical it's a one-act musical with better than average songs yeah like i'm gonna I, I have these songs stuck in my head and i'm thrilled to have these songs stuck in my head um that's it bubble boy um i don't know he lives in a bubble um <laughs> What came out around the same time? Well, I guess this never made it to Broadway, so it doesn't matter. No, it, that's the thing. Yeah, again, it, it is a true... It's one of the ones that we... It's one of the rare ones that, like, yeah, it isn't a very, like, New York-centric show. It's just, yeah. like, it really is in the regional theater bubble, if you will. Um, Pop. Pop. <laughs> I, I don't know if I can do that, so I'm not going to try. Um, so, So, friends, as you obviously know, no guest this week. No guest this week. Um, at the end of every episode of Movie the Musical, we usually ask our guests if you could adapt a movie into a musical that has not been adapted already, what movie would you choose? Um, so I thought as an idea, you know, obviously at the top of this episode, I listed a number of uh, early 2000s comedies. And so I thought, you know, Brian and I, like we could like go back through that list and be like, all right, and I'll... I'll post I'll post the list in the chat if you wanna if you want another look at it. Oh yeah, let me um, see this. Comedies of the era. Um Boop. There you go. Oh um, wow, a lot. I, I said there was a lot. Mm-hmm. Um uh Freddy Got Fingered is highlighted uh or is is capitalized just because I was like, I gotta point it out, I gotta talk about mm-hmm. it. <laughs> um, Joe Dirt is in there too. I know. Well, it is wild that, that American Pie came out in 99 and then two years later they're like we gotta parody this with not another teen movie we're like this is yeah. we, got, we gotta make the scary movie of this genre that came out two years ago yeah to me not another teen movie is also like even though it's called not another teen movie it also parodies a lot of like dawson's creek the oc gilmore you know all of those teen teen culture around the time for sure um yeah i mean what would so yeah what do you think could make a good music evolution wow that movie I know evolution. Evolution is obviously a little bit of a different brand. It's still it's, yeah. It's uh, like a it's like an action comedy with I, that movie must have had a huge budget. Yeah, I mean, there's it's a an, ton of like pretty good CG. So yeah, Boy, I bet that a, movie an, lost a lot of money. An Ivan Reitman joint. Um, it was like oh. his, yeah, it was like his like. Can I do Ghostbusters again? And the answer was eh, <laughs> eh not really, but kind of a fun movie. Yeah, I like um, uh, Orlando Jones in that movie. <laughs> Yeah, he is. It's very funny. Mazel Tov, yeah. It's a boy. Um, <laughs> I remember that. Like, my brother and I would say mm-hmm. that line all the time because we're Jewish. Um, uh, I got an answer too in here. Bedazzled, I think, would be an excellent musical. Well, you know that the first project that uh, composers Lynn Aarons and Stephen Flaherty tried to make was a Bedazzled adaptation because based on the old, based yes. on the old movie. Yes. Uh huh. They they couldn't get the right, so it just never happened. And I guess they Got just it. don't want to make it anymore. Well, uh, I mean, you just have so many opportunities for, especially in the two thousand version of it. Because I've yes. never seen the original, but the two thousand they jump all over the place. He's Lincoln at one point. He's <laughs> yes, like he, he gets murdered as Lincoln at one point. You know, he, he's, he's gay in another one. He's essentially he's, like a, a a Tony Scarface character at one point. Yeah, mm-hmm. he's an NBA lot. player. Like you could just like so many different set like. So many different set pieces, to, and you can have to, fun like, with, really and you can have into. fun with different actors playing those roles as well. Yeah, so that'd totally. Be fun you could to even mix it that. up like that. That's a fun way to do it. Yeah, I think uh, that'd be a good choice. 
Um, I mean, I'm always going to go to bat for Death to Smoochie, like I said before. Uh-huh. I mean, it's already got musical elements in it. Oh, um, yeah. I think you just really dig into that a little bit more. Um, it's just a fun premise. You got fun costumes. It's a fun, dark take on children's entertainment. Um, yeah. I think there's just some good opportunity there. Yeah. Um, oh that's God. what I got. Sorority that's my... Boys. That's a movie that exists. I, Don't I, make Sorority Boys into a yeah, musical, please. We never. I was like, I put it on the list just because it, it definitely fits into this kind of yeah. movie. But I was just like, I don't want to think about that movie. Joe ever. Dirk's the most analogous to Bubble Boy, in my opinion. <laughs> yes, it's about a strange uh, central <laughs> character who's like sort of isolated in their own way. Um, uh, I, al- he, I almost instead I almost, of being in a bubble, he has you know a mullet sewn onto his head. This was more late '90s than early 2000s. I almost put on Dirty Work. Um, speaking mm, of, not familiar. Uh, oh man, it's directed by the very uh, recently late Bob Saget. Okay, um, and it stars the also late Norm Macdonald. Um, oh, Ooh, Norm- I really want to. Watch- Boy, that sounds like a filthy film. If it's, it's those two, Bran, I think you'll like it. I okay. think you should find it. I think you should watch it, and I think you'll like it. Um, it is kind of it's a PG thirteen Bob Saget, Norm Macdonald movie. Impressive. So do without what you will, but it's it's very it is very funny. Um, give it a watch. I don't know. It's weird. Um, I think that's all we got for right now. Bubble Boy. Uh, bubble Boy. What if, what if there was a boy in a bubble? He lives uh, in a bubble. Boy. Um, <laughs> boy, he sure lives in a bubble. Uh, thank you all for listening. Uh, we're so glad to be back with main feed episodes, and we're so grateful for you all for listening it really means the world i want to thank brand moorhead for producing and editing this show again i want to thank each and every one of you for listening i want to thank emily harrington for our artwork i want to thank m modaf and josh stanley for our kick-ass theme song you can follow us on twitter and instagram at movie the musical and if you want to support the podcast and get some sweet bonus content you can go to patreon.com slash movie the musical and consider becoming a monthly member uh, it's real fun over there. We're gonna we're talking Broadway news. We're talking uh, musicals turned back into movies. Uh, we got some fun stuff over there. We got a, a new historical series hitting the Patreon very soon, um, which will be very fun from our dear Brand Moorhead. Um, it's gonna be a delight as always. Keep on singing, and don't forget, Poontang. <sighs> Poontang.